Greetings, Earthlings. You're listening to the Probing Aliens podcast. I am your host, Golf, aka Putt Putts, and today we're probing nail salons. When we return. And today with me joining, I have Monica, owner of Glow Beauty Bar. Um, We are sitting in the back of the shop, which most customers don't get to see. So, Monica, how are you doing today? Good. How are you? Hey, y'all. My name is Monica. I own Glow Beauty Bar here in downtown Lawrenceville. We service nails and we also wax eyebrows. Ooh, okay, okay. So, we've known each other for a pretty long time mm-hmm. since we were little kids and stuff. Um, what made you go into the beauty industry? for nails growing up i always knew that i was going to be in the beauty industry i always just you know um fixated on my like nails and my hair stuff like that and then growing up i got into makeup so as soon as i graduated high school i went straight into cosmetology school did that and while i was doing that i got a job my first job in a nail salon my aunt got me this job she also taught me how to do nails um <clears throat> you learn in school but they don't they just teach you the basics so if you really really want to learn you have to be in the like on the floor doing it yourself so that's how i got into nails in the first place mm. and would you say that it's been a rewarding career for you so far it's very rewarding um these relationships you build with your uh, coworkers and your clients, they kind of become your family or your long-term friends. So it's rewarding in that sense. And you get to be there for these people and not only servicing them, but also being there for them like personally in their lives. And so when you say building up the relationships and, you know, kind of like a long-term family slash friend, would you go as far as to say that, you know, if something happens to them, um, do you kind of take it like personally? Oh, yeah. This job, um, a lot of people don't realize how heavy this job can be because we take on not only like the weight of, you know, satisfying the customers, but they come in and, um, you know, lay it all on the table for us. We're kind of like their therapists as well. So <clears throat> whatever hardships they go through, you know, good, bad, we all, we get to hear all about it. And most of the time, it's not always pretty and it hurts. It's hard. We feel what they feel and we go home with that. We never can leave work at home. It goes home with us. That's the heavy part. Mm. And so when you signed up to be a nail tech, right? But did you know that you were going to be a side or a therapist on the side? No, never. I mean, growing up, you know, you go into these chop shops. That's what we call them. Where you're in and out, in and out. You don't really build relationships with these people. You're just there. So you sit in their chair, get your service done, and you leave. But in nowadays, this generation, it's much more personable. And you are more, you know, like you build relationships, like I said, with these people and you spend more time with them rather than having having them in and out. They sit in your chair 
for one to even three hours. So you're, you know, dishing out your whole life, you know? Does it get tiring sometimes? It's It can be draining. It's rewarding, but also draining. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> you brought up chop shops, right? Like, is there a negative stigma around chop shops? For sure. There always has been. Um, that's just how it was before. Now it's gotten a lot better. There's more, there's a lot younger nail techs who um, take the job. You know, we focus on like designs and stuff now. So we, um, and quality. So we take a lot longer than the chop shops now. But before, I mean, now they're still around and, you know, it's it's not the same. It's not the same experience as something we would give here. Mm-hmm. And so... If you were a starting nail tech, would you say that starting at a chop shop is a good place to kind of build up your skill set and build up your clientele? Yeah, for sure. Because you want to learn in an environment where it's stressful and you have to hurry, you have to hustle, or else you'll never learn to perfect your craft or, you know, be good, time management, stuff like that. So, and the constructive criticism, for sure, they will give it to you and... Just being in a shop environment, you have to know the ins and outs. So I feel like that is better to start off in rather than like a chill, more like established and chill salon. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. So how would you describe your salon? My salon is definitely more easygoing, laid back. Um, you know, I have set boundaries and rules, but and everybody abides by them. It's just... When somebody happens to cross the line or, you know, lose track of what's right and wrong, we just pull them to the side and remind them there's no, there's no like yelling or anything like that. I worked in environments like that, like most of my life. So I know that it, it makes me not want to go into work Mm -hmm. and I don't want that kind of environment in my shop. I want it to be, you come, this is our second home. So if you're coming into my shop for like, seven to nine hours a day you know sometimes even 10 i want you to want to come in and be comfortable enough to stay you know right and so how hard is that trying to keep everyone happy but also finding the right person to work it's very hard um i've been through a couple of people and you know it's it it wasn't bad but they also knew that they weren't the right fit and they i've had someone tell me like hey like i'm not well who you're looking for but thanks for the opportunity anyways and mm-hmm. i appreciate that i appreciate the honesty um just it's really hard because our vibe at my shop we're all chill we all get along and if there's an issue we you know talk about it right then and there and not everybody is like that mm-hmm. you know and I have trouble finding people because of that, because Mm. the older, I want older women in here, honestly, because they're real good on the toes. They're quick, but (laughs) they are very like catty almost. They'll fight over turns and stuff like that. And we're so not like that here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in a salon, so I kind of know how salon culture is, right? Um, How do you go about building up that culture knowing that you want your coworkers, your friends, your family to come in here all the time? Like, so the, I guess the environment, the culture, I don't have a secret sauce. I just try to be as chill as I can. Cause I take what, 
you know, I learned from working in other shops and I brought it into my own what to do and what not to do mm. and how I want to be treated and like, you know, what bugged me when working in these other shops and I try to apply it to here. But um, for the most part, it's working. Um, <clears throat> our, our culture is more, it's definitely more diverse and <clears throat> we're a lot younger. So we all understand each other more and there's no cattiness. There's no like fighting, bickering, arguing. And we're all pretty fair. So I want to maintain that. I just, it's its hard sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And so I saw on the door before I came in, right? You guys only do appointments? We're appointment only, all yes. Appointment only. Mm -hmm. So does each nail tech um, have their own schedule that they kind of go by? Yeah. So when you start at my shop, I allow you to create your own schedule. And if it works for us, we approve it. And um, I'm really, really actually um, open and lenient about it. Some girls, you know, they work part time or they leave early, you know, because of life. And I and that's OK, because, you know, I'm a mom. I know like life can be hard and you need a schedule to work around it. And I'm fine with that. And so you bring up uh, you being a mom. Um, how is that running your own shop on top of being your being a mom to two kids? It's very, very hard. That's the most challenging part of running my own business is my kids that's to me it's a very touchy subject because mm. I can't be there for them because I'm here six days a week you know mm. and like from like seven to ten hours even and I can't it's hard because I can't put them into like extracurricular activities because both my husband and I we work a lot and um, my mother-in-law she watches them but she can't drive or you know it's very very hard for her that part is very, very, very hard. Mm. And so how do you deal with that? You know, I just, my kids are very understanding. They, they're still young. They're, um, my youngest, he'll be seven soon. And then my oldest, he's eight. They're only 15 months apart. So they have each other. That's what helps. They're not lonely per se, but you know, they miss their parents. They miss their mom, especially mom. You know, I try like on my only day off, that's when we go and do things my, on Mondays, we go and have fun. Like what? What do you guys do for fun? Mondays, we'll make it movie Mondays. We'll go to the movie theaters or, you know, whatever they want to do. I let them choose and or we'll go to Target. That's their favorite. They want a new Going toy. Going to Target yeah. is their favorite? They want a new toy every week. <laughs> <laughs> so what are they into now? Right now, they're both into soccer and like anime. Oh, anime. Really? Yeah, they're anime heads. Yep. Who put them on anime? Their cousin and, you know, my sister, Lena. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> of course. Of course. But yeah, so um, working at a nail salon, right? Mm -hmm. You know, gathering all of those experiences, working at different shops. Uh, did you work at different shops? I or did. I worked at a few before I opened my own. Okay. And so you gathered all of those experiences. You decided to, you, you decided to open up your own. Um, what was the process like, like opening up, finding a spot? So... I wanted to open a salon right as I got out of cosmetology school, but that didn't happen. You know, mm. I I finished cosmetology school at 18, I think. I graduated high school a year early. So after I graduated, I went straight into cosmetology school. And then I finished that and I worked in, um, in a salon in Roswell for a while. Um, you know, I had to get my experience in before I even touched anything of my own, you know. Mm -hmm. And... So the following year, my now husband and I, we got engaged and I got pregnant. 
Mm-hmm. I got pregnant at 19. And I w- that was when I was like really learning. I was in my prime and nails. And I had to quit. As soon as I found out I was pregnant, my mom, she was immediately like, you have to quit because mm-hmm. all those fumes, the chemicals, you gotta, you can't do it. So that, I took a long like break when I got pregnant. So when I had my first, I was 20. And then literally five months later, I got pregnant again. <sighs> yeah. Oh, wow. So that is what made me take a huge, huge like break in you know, building up what I needed to, to build my own salon. So, you know, life happens Mm -hmm. and that's okay. And I'm glad it happened that way because after my little one turned four months, I went back into the salons. I worked at two different shops and I gained even more knowledge Mm -hmm. and, you know, years passed by. So I had to learn new things and now like I'm grateful for it because I needed to go through that. Right. Yeah. And so like the trends with, you know, keeping up with nails. Um what were what were some of the difficulties that you had to go through? Um it's not necessarily difficult. Um <clears throat> Instagram, like social media helps out a lot with that. The only challenging part is keeping up that's hard because you constantly have to buy new supplies new you know this and that and that was really the only hard part and then yeah learning we have to teach ourselves but youtube youtube helps us mm-hmm. yeah so would you say that everyone here learned off of youtube and cosmetology school um not cosmetology school because that you just have the to, basics yeah just the basics yeah youtube self-taught you know stuff like that videos on instagram even has like tutorials that is like the real school to mm-hmm. me. <laughs> social media. Social media. And so I want to touch on social media. Like how did you kind of build up that reputation for yourself through social media? Did you have a plan or did you just kind of... Honestly, I did not have a plan and I was kind of nervous. Um, I didn't care about, you know, advertising myself like that because I didn't know how, you know, one day if I do, we do blow up and like, how, how am I going to handle that? I'm only one person, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. I have a hard time keeping up with my social media now. So that part, it kind of just built up on its own. Mm-hmm. Like I would just post and post and post and it kind of just like grew over time by itself. And I'm thankful for that because not everybody has that opportunity, you know? And so would you say that um, the... F- I don't want to say following, but the clientele that you've built up over the years, um, do you appreciate them kind of like following you from, you know, shop to shop? Oh, 100%. Um, most of my clients who are who were at my last shop are still with me. Mm. And I was, um, you know, thankful that I could bring them along. I didn't bring all of them along, but most of them did, you know. I'm thankful that my last shop was, you know, okay with that. She was very open about it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is there like drama between shops oh. kind of stealing clients? No, 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 no. Like the last shop I worked at, it was probably the longest shop I've worked at and mm. the most like I loved it there the most and they became more of a family to me and stuff. Mm. So, I appreciate them a lot, especially the um my last boss. Did they kind of influence you on uh how you wanted to run your shop? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. You know, she had great relationships with her clients and I admired that, you know, so mm-hmm. I wanted to bring it to my own. Right. Right. And so when you finally opened up the shop, right, 
and everything was running smooth. Were there some things that uh, happened throughout the life of the shop that wasn't expected or that you didn't expect? A hundred percent. So we opened right in the middle of COVID. Um, We had opened for a few weeks. Everything was smooth. It was going good, better than I expected. Then uh, my cousin had caught COVID and he actually passed away shortly after I opened the shop. That like hit me like a train and I never process. I still haven't processed processed it to this day but that gave me kind of a mental block but I had to keep pushing I had to keep going mm-hmm. for the shop's sake for my mm-hmm. employee's sake because if you know I don't eat they don't eat and if they don't eat I don't eat so it's just vice versa it's really hard stuff like that you can't let that get to you because you have to keep going you have to keep pushing right so that part was very very hard and then other than that, I mean... Because I know I saw on social media that the shop was flooded at one point. Oh, yeah. That was that was really hard. That was unexpected. So one day... I forgot when it was. It might have been... La- no, two years ago. It was raining really, really bad. And this shop is really old. The building's old. And um, I guess the drain had some, like clogging issues and the rain just kept rising and rising and we didn't even notice it until our client was like um (laughs) the water is like way over the door and then it just like out of nowhere just started splashing in and like thank goodness it was the end of the day because we had to shut down completely it was too dangerous because the wires and electrical stuff we had to take all the clients and place them on the platform the pedicure platform oh no because we didn't want to risk shock and stuff yeah but yeah, that was hard. That stuff like that, you no one prepares you for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, we're in downtown Lawrenceville. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to open up shop here? Um, I just got really lucky. I got blessed. This building, my parents have—they've had it for over twenty years, and it used to be their business mm. until the recession hit in '08, and they. Um, relocated their shop to um, the house. Mm-hmm. So they rent everything from home and they rented out this building. Um, and then, you know, they had to unfortunately kick out their tenants. And then that's when we started really working on the shop and trying to make it mine. Mm-hmm. And so did you know that you would end up with this shop or it just kind of happened that way? Um, I think it kind of just happened that way because... When I was in cosmetology school, this building was already, like, vacant. There was Mm. no one in here. And so that was the plan. Yes. Okay. Okay. And, you know, it's very pretty inside. I really do like the aesthetic. Thank you. Um, Did you, you know, have a specific idea of how you wanted it to look? I did. So back when I originally was supposed to open, I was, this was like my 18, 19 year old self. I wanted to paint the whole shop pink. (laughs) (laughs) We already bought the paint and everything. So when it came time to actually build the shop and work on it, my dad was expecting us to use the pink paint. And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) We're painting it white. (laughs) He was so mad. But there's um, no like pink room that you wanted to paint? No, no, no. The shop is completely neutral. No, not even the bathroom. (laughs) Damn, so 18-year-old Monica would be very disappointed. Yeah. Oh, because I worked in a shop where they had pink walls and stuff. And it was super cute, yeah. Was it like a chop shop or is it more of a boutique kind of? 
it was it was a boutique, but they also kind of ran like a chop shop, chop shop. which mm. is understandable. That's mm. how people make their money. Right. But yeah, this my style now is definitely more neutral, cozy, inviting and, you know, little pops of color here and there. And mm-hmm. that's what draws the clients in the most. Would you say that um, environment and what the shop looks like attracts certain kinds of people? Oh, yeah. They love it. It's like. I always say when you walk in, you're walking in as family Mm. and they feel that you walk in, we know your name right away. And that takes a lot of people like they kind of are in shock because like, oh, you know, my name, like, you know, we greet them like, Mm -hmm. hey, how are you doing? And they appreciate that. Right. And so, you know, as a male myself, right, there's a stigma about entering nail salons and getting, you know, manis, petties. What do you think about that? I think men should take care of themselves. Nothing's wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of females actually appreciate it and find it attractive. So if you get manicures, pedicures, good for you. Mm-hmm. You should keep it up. Right, right. And how often should men go? Because I know, you know, we don't really know what to do, like what the gist is, yeah. like how to approach it. So typically every two to three weeks, it's just a simple upkeep. Okay. Yeah, trimming your nails, your toenails, and keeping them clean. Mm-mm-mm. And so, do you ever feel, like, weirded out when you're working on people's, like, toes or nails? Like, if someone's got, like, some crusty-ass, you know, nails and shit. Like, yeah. Do you, do you in the back of your head, uh, I know, I know, I don't want to expose you, right. right? But, like, have you ha- ever had a thought, like... Of course. Some, sometimes it can be scary, you know. But it, if it gets to that point, we recommend them to podiatrists and stuff. Mm. We, <laughs> we are not doctors, so we can't perform certain, you know services like we'll take out your ingrowns but we can't like perform surgery on you you know what right, i mean right right but um no i knew coming into this job i i was going to see that so mm-hmm. i prepared myself and you know i never want to make anybody feel uncomfortable because you know that could be somebody's biggest insecurity right right and so how do you deal with those people who have insecurities when they come in here i make sure to assure them reassure them and you know i always say stop this is not bad you know i've seen worse i always tell people that just because mm. you know it makes them more relaxed mm-hmm. and stuff mm-hmm. and would you or have you thought about offering more services besides manny's petties waxing um my original plan was to be a full service salon that's mm-hmm. why it's glow beauty bar and mm-hmm. not nail bar mm-hmm. um i had hair stations at one point just i was looking for a hairstylist and Maybe even lashes. I didn't have room for that, but I could have made room. But um, we transitioned into a, a fully, like, nail-like salon, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the hair stuff didn't work out, so it's just it's a lot of stress. I, I originally wanted to do makeup as well in here, like myself, but mm-hmm. I was so busy with nails, I didn't have time for that. So it's just maybe in the future, when I can take a break, I'll think about that, you know. Mm-hmm. So... <clears throat> Like adapting to that, you know, like you had an original plan and obviously it didn't go to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of just brought myself to be okay with it. You know, nails were busy enough and that's okay. If maybe later on in the line we can offer more, we will. Like maybe even build suites because we have a big warehouse. I mean, where we're sitting now, it's a big warehouse where my parents used to have their workshop for cabinets and countertops. So maybe that can come in the future. Mm, mm, mm. 
but that's just like down the line down the line that's a whole separate business but still same but different right yeah and so um i know there's a shortage everywhere for finding workers and stuff yeah how has that been for you and what do you look for when you're hiring people there it's been hard um luckily i've been fully staffed for the majority of the time um would i like more people yeah of course but uh it's hard because like you said it's hard hiring people find finding people mm -hmm. and the type of pe no, i don't want to say type like you know the person that would fit in best with us is you know laid back and like chill and not competitive i want you to be serious i want you to be hardworking, but not competitive where i used to work in chop shops where they would fight over turns mm -hmm. and argue i don't want that here so it's very hard to make that clear to people and it's kind of uncomfortable for them because they're not used to that you know mm -hmm. and we're appointment only so if you have a clientele you're going to be okay if you don't it's going to be hard right yeah so would you help them build up that clientele a hundred percent we always try when you're new here you were you're pretty quick to build up a clientele and I'm thankful for that because it's not like that everywhere. Right, right. And so, you know, obviously you've been in downtown Lawrenceville for, what is it, three years now? Mm-hmm, yep. And have you, like, how's the community like here? It's you know, great. building up, meeting up with the business owners. It's great. Um, everybody's pretty, it's a community. It's a small community. Everybody um, keeps in touch and you know all the events that goes on we all know about it and we all participate as much as we can it's really nice it's like small town vibes mm -mm -mm. and did you ever in your mind think that you would kind of become like a staple household name in in Lawrenceville uh no never um the fact that you know our business was able to become what it is as big as it is like it's a blessing i i went into this with low expectations just so i wouldn't you know my hopes and dreams wouldn't get crushed mm -hmm. but um so far so good i'm very thankful um you know just trying to make my parents proud they gave me this building to use and utilize so that's what i'm doing and i'm trying to pay it forward mm. and going back to when you're 18 19 right what kind of pushed you to start up your own business? I grew up in a family full of entrepreneurs, so I felt like I had to. Mm. And I wanted to because I didn't want to answer to somebody for the rest of my life, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And would you say that's kind of something you need if you're going to succeed as an entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, the support. You need the support and the mindset and a tough thick backbone because it's not easy mm, mm, mm. and you know working with family right how is that like it's very hard very very <laughs> hard um for the most part they're so helpful um my aunt actually helped me out for the first few years she was the manager and she helped out a lot uh we never had an issue an argument but uh you know, sometimes I've hired like family members. It didn't work out. We've, you know, and like even friends, I've lost a lot of friends and family even throughout the course of this. And, you know, it's sad, but it's okay. It's a learning experience. Mm. And so would you 
still try and help your family, even if, um, you know, they say like, oh, hey, I want to learn like a new skill set. You know, I want to kind of build up my clientele. I want to build up my resume. Um, just trying to improve myself. Would you give them the opportunity? Oh, always. I always want to be that, you know, like resource for them. I'm always here because I want them to succeed as well. You know, they're mm -hmm. my family. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that when I walked in here that um, your coworkers have their kids here. Mm -hmm. You don't really care. Do your customers mind at all? or The customers are actually very understanding. And I don't mind because I understand how it is. Like, it's hard, you know. So mm -hmm. they don't do it often. But when they need to, I 100% allow it. And I'm okay with it. Mm-mm-mm. We call them our shop babies. Shop babies? Yep. I guess I was a shop baby then. Cause, yeah. Yeah. See? Yeah. And so, how long do you think you will be, you know, doing this as boss, boss mom? Mm, hopefully not for much longer. <laughs> I'm so tired, but um, it's, I still have a long way to go. Mm. Um, I'm still very passionate about it and... You know, my kids, they understand they're still young, but eventually I'll find balance and make time for them and, you know, work less, but still be here because I don't want to I don't want to be, a, you know, the boss who never comes in, never shows up, you mm -hmm. know, or just shows her face for a few minutes and leaves. Mm -hmm. I want to be present and like help lead. And I have a manager now. She's great, but I also don't want to abandon her as well. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Um, structure wise, I, it's, it's just better for the shop. Um, and it, I don't know. I feel like weirdly attached to the place. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is technically your baby. Yeah, it is my baby too. Yeah. But I don't want to be stuck in here forever. You know, six right. days out of my life is too much. So you're here six days, even though you do have a manager. Yeah. Is it because the people kind of, you know, request you to do their nails for them? That and I don't have, um, enough staff. Like I have, mm. there's seven of us right now, but if I could get like three more people, then I'll be in here less for right. sure. Yeah. So I'm kind of making up for the three we don't have yet. Mm -mm -mm. So that's, Dang. so you're just three people all in one. I'm trying to. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's a sacrifice. And so, you know, making sacrifices, you've, you've clearly brought that up a lot. Um, how... How would you give advice to someone who's, you know, kind of going through those same sacrifices as you? Um, and, like, what kept you going? Um, my family, my kids, um, they are the reason why I keep going. I keep telling myself, you know, like, all of this will pay off. It'll be worth it. Um, you know, you can't, nothing comes easy. And I kind of learned that from my parents because they also sacrificed so much for, you know, my brother and my sister and I. And it's just something I've always been around. So naturally, I do it myself and apply it to my own business and, like, raising my children. I'm going to work hard, but also, like, they're going to have a better life. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm, I was fortunate enough to have a good childhood and stuff, but I still want to give my kids better, you know, more than what I had. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that's what we all want. <laughs> and so would you eventually pass it down to them? Oh, 100%. If, you know, it, only if they're up for it. If, mm. You know, if not, then I'm not going to force them into something, you know. Right. And so as a boss mom, right, do you kind of 
push them to think for themselves kind of you know like oh yeah to have their own you know their own mindset and to lead and think for themselves you know Mm -hmm. and you know as an asian owned shop obviously there's a lot of stigma around like racism Mm. um have you guys dealt with that um here and there but you know growing up asian you just you're brought up to brush that kind of stuff off Mm. just ignore it like leave it alone Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. none of our business so let them say what they want to say but it doesn't just don't let it affect you Mm. like be stronger than that Mm. so something like that we're all numb to to be honest but in this day and age it's becoming more relevant and people are speaking up more so i i want to be that person but it's very hard because i run a business and i can't say much i can't touch certain subjects right right without offending people right right and so do you feel like you kind of have to hold yourself back a little sometimes when something does happen in the shop that you kind of don't agree with oh yeah 100 percent. it's very it's conflict of interest and Mm. it's it's something that you know people aren't prepared for so we just it comes with customer service you just kind of bite your tongue but if it gets to a point where it's really bad then yeah i'm going to step in and if it's like you know directed to my employees i'm gonna stick up for them as well right and so, um, since like growing up Laos, right, mm-hmm. do a lot of people kind of know that you're Lao and do you kind of educate them about our culture and stuff? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, everybody assumes I'm either, you know, Vietnamese or whatever, cause I own a nail shop, mm-hmm. but we don't have a voice we don't have a platform so like you doing this is great mm-hmm. you know it's putting everybody out there um yeah i nobody really knows but that's when i educate them a little and they're you know they're like oh okay and they're intrigued they're interested and hopefully we can all do that through different you know platforms and stuff just in informing and educating people we I don't know. We're kind of like in the shadows and I don't like that. Yeah. I don't like how we're in the shadows either. Yeah. People are just like, I've never heard of Laos mm-hmm. before. Like, what is that? Exactly. Is it similar to Thailand? Like, well, that's how I have to explain yeah, it. To yeah. Cause like they don't understand. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I just say, you know, we're similar to Thailand and stuff. So, and so have, has more people that come in the shop that are kind of your regulars. Um, are they kind of getting acclimated to Lao culture? Do oh, they- yeah. They love it. They appreciate it. I've actually had some clients come to our, like, house parties, and they're like, it's a huge shock, culture shock, because mm. we're crazy. And um, But they like it. They love it, you mm. know? We're not as reserved as, you know, Southeast Asians, we're very... Loud. That. And <laughs> I don't know. We're just different, you know? We're definitely different than the stereotypical asian yes image that people have in their head a hundred percent and so when you're dealing with those customers who kind of have like that culture shock and you invite them over to your house right like Mm -hmm. even hearing that even hearing you inviting your clientele to your house parties with your family does that scare you sometimes no because no I won't invite somebody to my house unless, you know, I'm very comfortable with them. And these people I've been, I've been doing some people's nails for like seven years now, mm-hmm. you know, so it's, 
they're like family and you know i know them and i'm comfortable enough to have them over right and so you, you it, like you're not worried about you know anything happening at your house because that's kind of like a personal spot for you you know that it, it kind of goes into bringing work into right um, and i have i even i've brought like my employees and stuff to my house too and i wouldn't do that unless like you know like i trust you mm-mm-mm. so the fact that we've built close enough bonds and relationships like says a lot about you know the industry it's very very tight mm. and so what are you doing right now to kind of find that work-life balance um it's really hard because honestly i haven't even found a balance yet there's still a lot i have to learn um even like replying to messages when i'm home or like stuff like that it's hard to leave work at work Mm. that's something you don't do in this industry like when you are in the service industry you can't really do that because Mm -hmm. people are constantly texting you or messaging you about appointments and this and that and it's hard to ignore that you know what Mm -hmm. i mean Mm because you want to be available and ready right and so i want to kind of deviate from our main topic of nail salons okay kind of deviate into aliens conspiracy theories all right do you believe in aliens a hundred percent okay so you do believe in aliens i do <laughs> like where where do you think they are they're da- they're watching us from above for sure so and you think they're like above us yeah and they're little those huge flying saucers <laughs> that's real that shit is real <laughs> and so what if an alien decided to touch down on planet earth mm-hmm and they probed your mind, what would be that one significant memory in your mind that would just stand out to them? Oh, man. I don't know. They'd see a lot of crazy shit, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, I guess just me as a mom, because, you know, that's my constant thought, fear, everything. Like, just me being a good mom and, like, the good memories I do have with my kids. I try to hang on to that. That's what keeps me going. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah, that and a bunch of crazy other stuff. Okay. <laughs> and so if you had the chance to probe an alien's mind, what would you want to figure out? That one thing. Um, What they know that we don't mm. and how we should survive <laughs> if the time comes. Because <laughs> the in... The end times are near, I feel like. The end times are near. What do you mean by that? They're about to take over. <laughs> <laughs> so you already think that we're living among aliens? Oh, oh yeah, 100%. Okay, okay. <laughs> Why? Do you get a lot of skeptics? Um, You know, so when people hear the name probing aliens, they think it's conspiracy theories, mm-hmm. right? Um, Obviously, I, I dabble a little bit in conspiracy theories i put on my little tinfoil hat and kind of you know taking the energy from the aliens and shit (laughs) do you speak their language (laughs) (laughs) yeah no i definitely believe in aliens yeah um i'm not skeptical about them at all Mm -hmm. but i do feel like we are living amongst aliens just not within our universe or not our universe but within our galaxy so you think they're like in different galaxies? Yeah. But okay, yeah, they can be, but they can also pay us visits. Right? Like they could be in our galaxy, but like wh- where's the evidence of where they came from, you know? Like we're so behind. I feel like 
technologically. Oh, I agree. We don't know what's out there. Right. And we don't know where they're coming from. We just know that they're coming mm. and they visit. And But everything before that, we don't know. We have zero clue. Would you survive an alien invasion? I'm not going to lie. Probably not. Because I'd, I'd probably have a heart attack right there. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even get the chance to get to me. I'd just fall out right you there. You just fall out yeah. before they even beam you up yep, into the spaceship. Yeah, with my anxiety-ridden self. <laughs> but yeah, they're definitely out there. We just don't know from where. Mm, okay, interesting, interesting. And so is there any last words for our listeners today that you have? Keep following your dreams, you know. Anything is possible if you set your mind to it. I know that sounds like cliche, but it's 100% true, um, especially now. I feel like everybody should push to be better, do better, uh, build a better generation for our younger ones. Because, you know, this world is crazy right now mm-hmm. and we need to do better. And is there anything that you would tell your younger self that um, the things you know now for back then? I would tell my younger self that it's okay. It'll be okay. You know, you will be something. You will make something out of yourself. You will make your parents proud. And um, keep your head up. Everything will be okay. All Everything will be worth it and work out. And yeah, little, little me went through a lot. <laughs> mm, that's beautiful. That's very beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Well, Monica, thank you so much for being on Probing Aliens podcast. And thank you for having me at Glow Beauty Bar located in downtown Lawrenceville. If you want to come hit them up, make an appointment. You guys do manis, petties, and waxing. Yep. And a little sneak peek for our listeners who who've listened this far. Like, any any plans coming up in the near future? Um, hopefully we can expand and become bigger. You know, have a bigger team, and even like, if I can, I'll expand to the back too, and we'll just be a huge salon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, for right now, we're just chilling and trying to do better, be better. Okay. Okay. That's good. Well, thank you so much, Monica. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you for being on. And with that, peace. Greetings, Earthlings. If you did enjoy this episode, please do give us a like on whatever platform you were watching this slash listening to this on, whether it be... uh, you know, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Twitter, um, SoundCloud, Pocket Cast. Um, you know, we're also on socials like Instagram, TikTok, you know, again, YouTube. So, uh, oh, Twitter. Don't forget Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, go, go give us a follow, you know, check us out.